Welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. I'm your host, David Cole, and this week we are breaking down a Tom Hanks movie bracket. Joining me is again my co-host, John Crabtree, and also movie buff Devin Cunningham, uh, like the 20th episode you've been on, so you know, not a stranger to the show. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, this, it's this is great to be back yeah, yeah this is devin and i's first podcast together so that's true the good yeah. lord only knows what crazy things will unravel here lots I of mean, crazy things i don't know what any i don't know why people would think crazy things are going to happen i mean john john and i are known for our tact and our uh keeping our cool keeping our calm demeanor serious yes and nothing brings out no never nonsense. regretting a word we say never no no <laughs> regrets not even one letter and i think it's very important to notice to note that the, the nothing will calm you down like a really good tom hanks movie that's, that's right that's that fair. is right so yeah. i've been on an emotional roller coaster today myself after watching I, three and one in, <laughs> during the day <laughs> and, i've cried multiple times well uh, as, yeah. as one yeah. does Exactly. What so, were the three? I, I want to yeah, know what today. Were the three. Yeah, um, today was uh, the Post, day. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Saving Private Ryan again. Holy, holy cow. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we started at the start of the workday at 8 a.m. God bless working from home. <laughs> so That's speaking amazing. of the, the bracket here, so uh, this is... I'm going to just do, we're going to just have it on the podcast feed to this week. We're not going to do uh, on YouTube. There's not really much to see on YouTube other than the actual bracket. So I'll try to make sure that we are uh, pretty clear on uh, matchups and where things are headed. Um, but we do have a couple episodes on the YouTube channel. You can find it same name as the podcast. Uh, so check that out if you well, would like to. But um, let's go ahead and get into this bracket for this episode. So first, let's just run down the combatants and then we'll kind of explain how we got here and what we're doing moving forward with the how how we're judging these movies okay so the number one seed is the toy story franchise the four movies and we'll get into that in a minute that's the number one seed and well we'll get into that in terms of like why they're all four there number two is saving private ryan three is captain phillips four is apollo 13 five is catch me if you can six is big Seven is Castaway. Eight is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Nine is Bridge of Spies. Ten is Forrest Gump. Eleven, The Post. Twelve, The Green Mile. Thirteen, Sully. Fourteen, Philadelphia. Fifteen, A League of Their Own. And sixteen, That Thing You Do. So, those are our combatants. Obviously, we'll match, you know, one to 16, you know, uh, four to 13, the same way brackets usually go, if you're familiar with those. But we'll break it down um, each matchup as we go along. In terms of how we got here, I combined three different things. And at first, it was just two different things. So the first two things that I combined were the movie's Rotten Tomato scores and the movie's IMDb ratings. Um, I just made those numbers that were, um, you know, dividable by 10. So like uh, the 100% would be a 10 out of 10, and then a 95 would be a 9.5 because the IMDb ratings are all, all out of 10. And then um, that seemed to feel a little ina- inaccurate because we're talking about not just like movies and how good the movies are, we're talking about Tom Hanks movies. So I actually found an article 
that was by uh, Vulture, which is a, a you know a, a journal um, that is movie focused, pop culture, uh, celebrity focused. So it's not just like some guy like me or you know <laughs> whoever else wrote about Tom Hanks movies. It's, it's people that cover movies and it's their job to be critics. And it was a ranking of every single Tom Hanks performance that he's ever done that was live action. That's the only stipulation. And since the only movies that were um, not live action that we had were Toy Story, I went ahead and kept Toy Story at number one and then added that ranking in to the other movies. Because I think we should combine, number one, how good of a movie is it? But also, how good is Tom Hanks in it? Um, you know, there are some movies that, that didn't make the cut that he's hardly in. You know, and there's a couple of movies here that he's in to lesser extents, like that thing you do. But Elvis, he's a you know, he's not the main character by a long shot. He's not Elvis. So, I mean, that's kind of a given. Um, but it is a factor in terms of how we're going to judge these movies. So his performance, I think, should weigh into not only um, how we judge it, but also how we how we seeded them. So that changes the seeding just a little bit from adding in that, that, that Vulture article, but not dramatically. So the last thing I think we need to address is Toy Story. So, John, do you care to tell the good folks how we or why we have all four toy story movies in one so so toy story is it, it's an anomaly uh <laughs> in this and when i say it's an anomaly i mean if if you go by the the imdb and the rotten tomato score it's like one two three and four on the list i think it's so, not one two three and four but it's it's one two and then like four and four five or five, four and yeah. seven or something it would be it would be heavily heavily uh yeah favored so so in in doing that we'd knock out you know four other you know three other really great tom hanks movies that we would love to discuss and want to want to keep talking about um because and then we were trying to figure out well maybe we like break up the toy story movies into different regions and and try try to do it like that but it just it just became the easiest way is just to group them all together um Granted, that makes it a little bit of a powerhouse, but we will try to work on our impartiality there um, as we go forward. But that does give us some amazing movies uh, yeah. to, to to fill that void as well that I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, and I think 16 is a pretty sweet spot. There are some good movies that got cut, for sure. I mean, uh, we just talked about off-air, off Road to Perdition was like the number 17 or 18. There's some rom-coms that didn't quite make it. Um, uh, you Got Mail? um was one that was like in the in the right right like 1918 somewhere in there um there's a few other ones that were just they were, they were close so if your favorite or one of the movies that maybe you would have been tuning into this episode to see how you know how it fared um didn't make this bracket it's it's because of that average the rotten tomato score the imdb score and then the um article from vulture and i will say um, unless, told, unless your favorite is Larry Crow and then yeah. you're wrong or Larry Crown, Crown you're yeah. wrong. You are wrong. That's I, a terrible movie. <laughs> I will say all of the rom-coms that didn't make it, they didn't make it when I just did IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. So it wasn't because of the Vulture article that changed it. They were already ranked in like the low teens, early 20s of his movies. And then adding in the Vulture article, either just kept them the same or actually in some cases dropped them even more. So, um, I, you know, rom-coms at times are pretty subjective. So I enjoyed some of those, but they didn't make our list here today. So I think we've gone ahead and, and uh, gotten through all the formalities. Let's go ahead and get into the actual bracket. So we're going to go off first thing, the number one seed against the number 16 seed. 
the Toy Story franchise versus that thing you do. Devin, go ahead and give us your your pick. I mean, I thought about opening with a joke and just saying, like, <laughs> this was a real tough decision for me. But <laughs> it's it's not even close. I mean, yeah. Toy Story all the way. Yeah. And, and John John was correct in saying that they're an anomaly. They're just they're so good. And even though essentially it is Toy Story is the same thing retold four different ways and and that's just a uh they sprinkle in nostalgia even from the first movie you go back and yeah uh, you see uh just what it is to it was so awesome as a kid to watch it and then as you get older they sprinkle the uh notes from the first movie and that thing you do i don't know maybe it's because i'm removed from it and i just from that whole era uh, where it was set. and But I can appreciate it as a aspiring uh, artist or, you know, quote yeah. unquote. I can appreciate, you know, I, that thing you do was a really good movie. Has a great cast. Yeah. Uh, but I, you just, you can't even, t- it can't touch Toy Story in my opinion. Yeah. This was, a, this was a, this was a shutout. Yeah. I don't think that that thing you do is the 16th best movie. But it sure isn't better than any one of the Toy Story movies, even 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 four, which I don't think is which I think is the worst of the four. I still would pick that one over this movie. So it's tough. Um, John, any any thoughts other than just Toy Story? Yeah, I mean, just Toy Story, because I legitimately <laughs> haven't even seen that thing you okay, do. Well, you I mean, I, I was powerhousing to try to get a lot of these in. And I, yeah. I, I thought I've seen a, seen an obscene amount of Tom Hanks movies. I was wrong um just well, the ones he has I had a bunch. seen yeah the, the ones i had seen weren't on there like you've got mail and terminal which is my honorable mention um, Ter- terminal was close too yeah just love that movie uh victor Novorsky from kokos yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's go ahead the number receive one seed john what? what was that i said receive it the number one seed is going to keep trucking. Uh, let's get to the next matchup, the eight versus the nine seed. The uh, eight seed is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The nine seed is a bridge of spies. John, you watched this one today. Uh, what's your thoughts on this matchup? So th- this is a legitimately hard one for me um, because a bridge of spies is a very gripping story about how Tom Hanks is trying to you know get this uh, student and simultaneously also – a uh a downed pilot out of uh the out of east berlin um but a beautiful day in the neighborhood is this one made me cry today um i i I was texting david and and it it was like it wasn't even like a really impactful scene that that got me um it's when they're on the subway and then like three kids go, Hey, Mr. Rogers. And they start singing a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And then I, 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 it just took me and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't hold it back. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there in the office looking like a, looking like a chump, uh, just crying. And, uh, thankfully no one was there, but, uh, (laughs) but, uh, I, uh, I'm going to go a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Um, such a emotional story. Um, that's more than just Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Okay. Um, Devin, your your thoughts, John, I want you to know that God was there with you in the office and he saw you looking like a chump. So, uh, (laughs) no, it was PG, uh, so it's okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, John, this was a hard one. Um, I, uh, you know, that scene in the subway when they start singing the theme song, uh, that kind of, I don't Not think a single the, one is on key. Yeah, but their hearts are. <laughs> but uh, uh, you have we all seen It's a Wonderful Life? Have the have yeah. all of us? So you know the scene at the end where everybody yeah. starts singing. Uh, should all acquaintance in yeah. old Lang Syne. And uh, it's just that show of appreciation. Yeah. For, uh, and I, in that moment, that's, it didn't hit quite as hard as it does on It's a Wonderful Life. No. But, but that's... you see Mr. Rogers in that moment got to see uh, people just show their appreciation for how, uh, how he's treated them through their television throughout the years. And it is a powerful scene. Now, that being said, I uh, I am an incredible I am a huge fan of Mr. Rogers, um, but I love Cold War movies and I have to give my vote for Bridge of Spies. Um, and I am blanking on the Mark um, Rylance. Yes, he was so good. Super, in that. super good. Yeah. And I think he won Best Supporting Actor in that. Yeah, I think uh, so. But on top of that, I this is going to be a um, maybe a hot take. I think because we're ranking these on how good is Tom Hanks in these movies, or what he brought to it. Now, yes, he was great as Mister Rogers, but his uh, him being the main character of Bridge of Spies, he carried it, and I think him being in it made it and uh, as the main character, kind of takes Bridge of Spies over a beautiful day in the neighborhood, in my opinion. I um am not going to give a whole lot of thoughts just yet. I think these are both way too low seated. I think they're both way better than eight and nine. And so it's unfortunate that Bridge of Spies is going to lose here <laughs> because it is a, it is a really good movie. I was all set to have this movie be in like the final, maybe even the final four, depending on the seating yeah. before, before cause I hadn't watched beautiful day in the neighborhood um, when we first made the bracket. I, but I had to watch Bridge of Spies, and I love Bridge of Spies. I think it's very, very good. Um, and again, Rylance is good. Tom Hanks is good. I, I'm going to say my thoughts on a, on a beautiful day. In the, I'm in the neighborhood for the next matchup, so we'll probably not get out of the matchup against the one seed. <laughs> um, and so I can. I'm already looking at it. I can talk about. <laughs> I can talk about why I love it when we get to that spot. So, um, the next matchup is the five versus the twelve. So you have the Catch Me If You Can versus the Green Mile. I'm going to go with Catch Me If You Can. I'm not going to say a whole lot, but Catch Me If You Can um, is maybe a perfect movie to me. <laughs> now, granted, we're talking about Tom Hanks movies as well. Um, it's no shot at Green Mile. I'm not trying to like say Green Mile is bad or anything. It's just Catch Me If You Can, I think, is also underseated even at five. Um, so that's just my opinion on that. Um, Devin, what do you think on this matchup, though? I'm, um, I'm going to go with the Green Mile. Okay, and um, that movie I think hit me at the right time in my life. It is very long, but I think the the writing was so good, the pacing was so good that you know when it came out, I was a teenager because it's a Stephen King movie. Yeah, and I, and I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of Stephen King films, so. When my dad was like, you can still watch not. This. Yeah, still not. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, it was so moving. The movie was incredibly uh, powerful. Uh, 
and I um, was already a fan of Tom Hanks. At, but I, I get what you mean about Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. If for anything, it should get a, it should win, probably just for the score alone. Oh, but yeah. the score is so good. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 Leo uh, is excellent in it. But I think the cast overall ensemble that Tom Hanks uh, leads in the Green yeah. Mile makes the Green gives the Green Mile a little bit of the edge, just in my opinion. I mean, I see what you're saying, but does um does the Green Mile have Christopher Walken? Because Catch Me If You Can has Christopher Walken in it. <laughs> well, if <laughs> if that's the outlier for any movie that we have, maybe we Hairspray just, wins. If that's I, the yeah, right. <laughs> I know, it, didn't make, it didn't make the cut. Didn't make Can the cut. You, then David, we should stop this bracket right now and just do a Christopher Walken bracket. Maybe, Everyone, maybe, we'll be back. Yeah, I would love that. Everyone, maybe, maybe later. Everyone, just leave. We'll be back in five. Yeah, and we'll have a new bracket. No, I get it. You're right. Uh, they're, both, they're both solid movies with both solid, solid casts. That's that's just it's where I'm going to split hairs. Land. A lot of these matchups we're going to be splitting hairs because they're yeah. like there's very few outliers in terms of like there aren't quite as good. There's like probably twelve to thirteen or fourteen like great movies here. So I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Um, John, well, that's, what a we, testament. What that's a testament so, to Tom Hanks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I am, I'm leaning towards catch me if you can. Um, but I, I want to go back to what something that Devin said, like there, there's a lot of these movies where, um, I, you know, you wouldn't specifically say that Tom Hanks is the main character because he's, he's not the main, he's the supporting actor in this, in this movie. That being said, I'm still going to pick it. But I, I feel like we're gonna have a have a lot of wars in these movies between um, him being the like it being a definitive Tom Hanks movie, yeah, versus versus it being an amazing acting job by Tom Hanks as yeah. as a supporting cast member, which that that's not a knock on him. Yeah. Um, I I just feel like that's gonna as we get farther down the line, that's gonna be a big uh pull push pull factor on yeah. some of these for us we we have to consider that for sure i think um for catch me if you can at least he's like it's not like he is one of five that are supporting he like is the number two That's oh yeah clear yeah cut. Exactly. And he, exactly and even in this i i, I tried trust me one, one, i tried for one of the factors to do screen time so like how many minutes is tom hanks in the movie to try to split some hairs and like you just can't find screen time for movies that aren't like Avengers Endgame, like Star Wars, like the big budget franchise yeah. movies. Uh, they don't really do screen time for some of these other I, movies. I wouldn't, David. So. I wouldn't worry about it because yeah. I think what you we can did get into very, that when we get into other matchups. But. I think how you've done this is very fair. So I yeah, I just wanted to try to try to account for the fact that in some of these movies he is the man. Like he, but like Toy Story is not one of those. You know, he's one of two, right? Yeah. But but there are a lot of movies where he is like far and away the number one, and we've already gotten through uh, six movies, and what maybe half of them he's not the lead, one yeah. two three, well more than that because Toy Story he's like the first one he's the lead, second one probably he's the lead, and then in three is he the lead? I don't know. Four he's for sure the lead. I don't know. So it's kind of like you're splitting some hairs there with the Toy Story franchise. Yeah. But that thing you do, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and Catch Me If You Can, he is not the lead. So, um, it's kind of a common common thing and it makes it, it, make, it would make it a lot it would make it more dull if we just did movies where he's only the lead 
right? So um, that's just where we're going to have to eventually kind of break down some of the um, some of our judgment calls on these matchups. But um, let's go ahead and go into what I think I'm going to go ahead and just say, at least for me, is the easiest one so far, I think. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe Catch Me If You Can was easier. I don't know. Sully is a fine movie, and his performance is very, very good in it, but it's just a fine movie. And Apollo 13 is an all-timer for him. <laughs> so this is... A, I, I I may have missed this. This is the 13 seed, the Sully, versus Apollo 13 is the 4 seed. Um, I'm going to go with Apollo 13. I don't really know what else to say just yet. I'm going to save some thoughts for Apollo 13 for later because I think it's going to win. Um, but, Devin, what do you think about the, the, the matchup here? I agree with you. Uh, Apollo 13 all the way. Uh, nothing against... I love a good Clint Eastwood movie. But um, I think, I don't know, Sully seemed a little phoned in, if I'm honest. Yeah, and it wasn't great. It was, it was the hair. Good. Yeah, it was. It. We can only suspend <laughs> our disbelief so much. That's yeah, good. it's that, that white Mike Pence looking hair. But, <laughs> uh, but Apollo 13 is sure. probably one of the greatest movies of the 90s. Yeah. And I really, um, just the cast was knockout. Mm-hmm. I, if John says Sully, I would be so surprised, but I think this is going to be a, a just a uh, 3-0. Just, yeah. 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 No, it, it's, it, it's 3-0 for me as okay. well. Um, I've never even seen Sully. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but Apollo 13, I mean, there, there's, there's moments that I go to in that movie. Um, like when, when they, when they dump out the, the bucket of stuff and they say they need an air filter made out of this. Like this is all the stuff that they have in inside the in inside there. Like that's me every time I walk into church and someone says, "Hey, I need this, I need an illustration. Make me an Ark of the Covenant." Uh, like <laughs> like that. That's that's what I go to in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay, so the four seed Apollo thirteen is going to move on. Then we have the three seed Captain Phillips against the four seed Philadelphia. Um, John, go ahead and open us up with your thoughts on this matchup. So this is an easy pick for me, um, Captain Phillips, because I haven't seen Philadelphia. Um, that being said, th- after watching the trailer for Philadelphia, I don't think I've ever wanted to watch a Tom Hanks movie more. Oh, um, it was like I, I, I just, I just didn't get around to renting it in time. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like such a really good story. I mean, it was, it was it takes place in what the late eighties or the early nineties, the height of the AIDS epidemic in America. I mean, it, it, it just seemed like a really, really good story um, that was kind of at a pivotal time in the medical, you know, society of America at the time, I guess. Um, And whoever made that trailer did a fantastic job at making well, and then just in general, Tom Hanks looks like he has AIDS. He looks just this emaciated, pale, sweaty mess that's falling apart. Yeah. Um, and then uh who's who's uh Denzel Washington's playing playing opposite of him. And it, yeah, it's just like and I know I've only seen the trailer, um, but I just wanted to give props to that because Captain Phillips, we're gonna have to go to war for that one later. Um, but yeah, that's all that's what I gotta say. <laughs> all right, Devin. Well, John, here's why you should change your vote. Um, (laughs) Because Philadelphia is probably going to go down 
as Tom Hanks top three movies he's ever made or ever acted in. Uh, it is, it is such a powerful story of two people on totally different sides of the spectrum. But even though Tom Hanks is the one who is uh, dying of of AIDS, Denzel Washington's character arc uh, bought him such a uh, watching Tom Hanks kind of pull him into a place of empathy and sympathy. It's it's true, and you know Denzel Washington's character represented most of America when they viewed people with AIDS. Yeah, and I. I of course, my uh, my vote's going to go for Philadelphia, just because uh, for those reasons that I think it is the far superior, way better movie, more uh, it more uh, of a uh, important film, uh, just because it's not so much of the the AIDS issue, it's not so much of the uh, left side, uh, you know, uh, progressive politics that it pushes. It it's powerful because it took it took people on different ends and brought them together for the bigger picture. And, and from how they told that story, it got uh, Tom Hanks, his, his, he get, he did back to back Oscar wins for best actor for Gump And then for Philadelphia. I mean, no, that's the reason this movie should at least win against captain Phillips. Come on. So I'm going to vote for captain Phillips. Unbelievable. <laughs> If both of you just brought me on here to troll me. No, I'm really not well trying done. to troll you. I I'm like blown away by your thoughts on Captain Phillips being so like I think it's exceptional. And so does everybody else. That's why it's ranked number three. <laughs> like I I didn't use my thoughts to rank these movies. I used Rotten Tomatoes, not the fan score, the critic score, uh IMDB, and then Vulture magazine. And Vulture had this is his number one performance as Captain Phillips. Yikes. So that's part of why it's so high. And uh, I'm going to try to save some of my thoughts on Captain Phillips um, for like when it if it if it loses, when it loses later, I'm assuming it's going to lose because I'm assuming if you voted for Philadelphia, you might vote for other things over this, too. So, uh, I mean, I will say if anyone's like, sorry, no, 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 no. Um, Vulture had Captain Phillips as his number two, number two performance, um, not number one, but it was a lot higher than Philadelphia. Philadelphia was I'm still trying to find it not top 10 so that is um, crazy oh, wow it's actually way 14 15th which i think is probably too low but yeah uh, like he had they have um they have like a league of their own higher and like some other more okay yeah that's, that's it's not that, a, it's, yeah. i'll give it this tom hanks movies are usually light and uh it's not, easy to watch and philadelphia is not easy to they're, watch they're either Captain, really Captain light or light they're either. just like emotionally yeah, taxing and gripping. Setting Private Ryan and Captain Phillips. I mean, there's several on here that are not light. So Castaway. There's several on here that are not light. Philadelphia might be the heaviest. I don't know. Um, I mean, Green be. Mile is not light. So, I mean, it's it's tough. I I do think I, I do think Philadelphia is underrated, and Captain Phillips might be a little too highly seated. I I'm not sure if I'd have it three. I might have it close to three, but I'm not sure if I'd have it three. Um, I you know. It's a, it's a tough matchup, I think, for Philadelphia, but I'm I'm going to go with Captain Phillips, and I'm going to try to save my reasons why for a little bit later because I'm going to potentially pick that movie again. Um, so let's go ahead and 
we're going to actually take a quick break and um, come back with our last three uh, matchups for the first round in one, in one minute. And welcome back. So the next matchup, the 11 seed, the post versus the six seed big Devin, let's go ahead and jump in with your thoughts here. I'm going to go with big. I think it is just, I love that movie. It was, I think it's the first Tom Hanks, a Tom Hanks movie. Anyone ever bought me. And, uh, as a kid, there was nothing more fun than to watch this and imagine myself as Tom Hanks in this movie. And, uh, it's, it's just fun. And it's, it, it is a classic light Tom Hanks film. I'm going to go with it over the post. Sure. Um, John, what about you? So I'm a little torn here. I kind of want to go to the post. Um, the Even though this is one of those movies where it's like, okay, who's really the front man here? Is it, uh, is it Tom Hanks or is it Meryl Streep? Um, but I think I'm going to go to the, go to the post. I think it's a really interesting story about – um, the Vietnam War gets in that Cold War vein for you, Devin. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, and 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 it and it is really cool because you see how um how the how the Washington Post becomes a like a national newspaper. It yeah. it goes from being just this local newspaper in Washington D.C. to being a uh, a, a powerhouse that w- it will soon become to be owned by Jeff Bezos, um, as it is today which is why I was able to watch it on Amazon prime. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the post. Okay. So um, I'm going to go big and what's big for the post. Yeah, no big, big <laughs> eat it, big. John, eat um, it. Big, I, I, I knew I wouldn't win it, but I was okay. Big is a classic and it, it, it I think it holds up. I, I, I watched it recently. I wouldn't say like last few weeks, but it's been maybe the last five or so years. I don't remember exactly when I watched it, but I've watched it more recently that I didn't watch as a kid. Um, and I loved it. I, I was instantly one, one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. There's a lot about it that I love that I'm, I'll save for later because it's going to win. The Post was really interesting because it's right up my alley. Like I love Spotlight. I love The Big Short. I love all these these movies that tackle um, like serious issues or more difficult issues or political historical things that have happened in either in like near like the, the near recent history or you know I mean, this is not super old but it's old enough to not really be like modern um something was just missing in it for me i don't know tom hanks was really good i thought meryl streep was maybe was probably better in this movie than and then tom hanks was uh and that's you know, maybe David, part, I, part of it but well that's not tom hanks's fault meryl no streep no i know than everyone in any movie she's i know in. no I'm, I'm not using that as a reason to like especially the movie Mama i'm just Mia. saying well i'm just saying <laughs> Uh, that's the things I liked about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took Devin a minute. <laughs> Just got him. Um, <laughs> well, you know, David, I uh, wait, I, wait, I, John. How many times have you had to watch Mama Mia? Had to. What do you mean had oh, to? It's the privilege. Oh, nice. I, I've, oh I've watched Mama Mia like five times. I it, still haven't seen the second one, but that was I, you it, watched someone to watch. You watched it in between the three Tom Hanks movies as a palate cleanser, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You got to reset. You you got to you got to go from these like emotionally gripping ones to to a uh, to a nice uh, relaxing sing song situation. Da- David, I'm sorry for the rabbit trails. Go, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, don't mind I am, the I am trail. an Alba fiend. Let me tell you, I, I don't mind the rabbit trail. I just I just mind Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
but uh sorry david i was gonna say um yeah you you know in the post uh the the in that movie um i subconsciously kind of like uh put that on the level with the report um as like yeah i I would the general theme i would too Um, i think it's maybe even better than the report but the uh the, the thing that i think the report has that this doesn't have is it actually you have that cross dynamic between what the report is about yeah and what's actually have like like the the report itself or the the, mm-hmm. the collecting of the information y- yes and then and then like what the report that they're is collecting is about. is about like yeah like you, you get that gripping you both you you get the reality of what it's about and the story like of them trying to get it accomplished you don't see the vietnam war exactly you only get that very small scene at the the very very front yeah Yeah, which is just not really anything to me that that is an interesting comparison i hadn't thought about but i didn't even compare it to the report which is funny because it definitely should be compared to the report but i compared it more to like spotlight because spotlight doesn't it isn't like diving into the atrocities of the catholic church it's just talking about them trying to bring it to light um so this that compares more to the post in terms of that aspect i guess and I don't know, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Part of it is I've watched it too recently. I've watched it in like the last two or three weeks. Um, and I only watched it once. And I just, maybe I haven't had a chance to like digest why. I, I didn't dislike it. I didn't. Yeah. I would probably say it, it's a good movie. I understand why it was nominated for some things. I just didn't, wasn't like gripped by it. Like I wanted to be, I guess. The, um, the, the, way, the way that I was with Spotlight. The ending is phenomenal. How it just ends yes. with with the security guard calling calling the police for the for the break in at the Watergate. Yeah. I mean that oh, that, that, that was, was that yeah. was such a great little like and we're done. And well, having roll credits, having well, spoilers for for one of our future matchups. Having just watched Forrest Gump for the first time and then watching the post the Watergate, it's very funny, very different. <laughs> one is very funny and the other one's very not. Uh, so yeah, There's some yeah. lights off over there. They must be looking for a break box. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and move on. Big wins, the six seed wins. And now we're going to get into the aforementioned Forrest Gump, the 10 seed versus the seven seed castaway. Um, John, go ahead and tell us where you are leaning on this matchup, even though I'm pretty much pretty, pretty positive. I know where you're going. So I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. Um, I will die for this movie. Uh just well, die on die on this hill, and I know I'm probably not going to make it past this round. At least, at least John's willing to lose his legs a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> Got new legs, Lieutenant Dan. Um, th- this story is like you said, Devin. This was his first Oscar win, back to back. Which I guess you know, keeping with the AIDS theme there. Um, which <laughs> the uh, I, I you know this is just a phenomenal story. I I know I'm probably not going to win here. Um, but to, to see how this one guy's life just intersects with all these major moments in history, um, is, is such a cool thing. Uh, you get some amazing scenes, um, him running across America, which is shockingly like eight minutes long. Um, but it's, you know, you get to see America and that you, 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 you're taken everywhere from the jungles of Vietnam. You get your cold war movie, Devin, um, to you know he's with jfk he shows his butt to lbj um you know drinks a million dr peppers uh he's at the watergate scandal he's everywhere he's a he's a medal of honor winner um and then at the end uh it starts off like it begins um with that with the little book and his and his son uh forrest jr 
who is that is that like the sixth sense kid yeah yes that's yeah. Haley joel Haley yeah. joel Haley joel osmond um but yeah um i i and plus i feel like i can quote the majority of this movie um but yeah i i, I know it's probably gonna lose but i'm here i'm here for it and i'm gonna stand on die on this grave die on this hill okay um i'll say my thoughts for after Devin goes I absolutely love Castaway. It is a movie I've probably seen more than most. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's an amazing. Uh, I was shocked that Tom Hanks did not win the Oscar that year for Castaway. It was, it hurt me <laughs> for as much time I invested in that movie. <laughs> the fact that he didn't win blew me away. That being said, Forrest Gump is probably one of my all-time favorite movies ever. And, it's a top three for me. And I got to give it my vote. I love Forrest Gump. I love it for Tom Hanks. I mean, when I think Tom Hanks, I think Forrest Gump. So I, I got to give it uh, my, I, I got to give it over Castaway. I, I, I do want to say right now, because um, I didn't want to say it when I was uh like, you know, on the verge of defeat. Um <laughs> But there, like the moment when Wilson is floating away and cast away, like I shouldn't cry at that, but I cry at it every single yeah. time I see because it. Because Tom Hanks is a beast. He's an amazing yeah. actor that could pull that off. Like he should not be able to, like to, to make you emotionally connect with a very very distressed volleyball with a face painted on it and blood. Oh my gosh, I cry every time I see that. So my vote was going to be for Castaway, which will not matter. So I will save my thoughts on Forrest Gump for later. Um, Castaway, I think, is exceptional. I, I think it's probably pretty accurately seated at seven. Forrest Gump's probably a little bit low based off of what most people would think about it. Um, I'm, again, going to save my thoughts on Forrest Gump for later. Um, having just recently watched it, there I have some very hot takes, I think. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But Castaway is an incredible performance. I think it's one of his top performances. Um, and I love the choice at the end to not tell you whether or not he goes to try to get the girl back. I love leaving that up to you, the audience, to try to see, see what you're going to you know, leave it open-ended, um, kind of like Inception, except for Inception is actually not open-ended. So... Yeah. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> last first round matchup. We're going to have a League of Their Own versus Saving Private Ryan. Um, I haven't seen a League of Their Own, so I'm going Saving Private Saving, Saving <laughs> Private Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry. It didn't quite make it. It was free like two weeks ago, and then it changed from being on freebie to not being on freebie. And I was like, I'm not going to pay for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, <laughs> Devin, what are you going to vote for? Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest American films yeah. of the last 50 years. I, yeah. it, it's going to be Saving Private Ryan for me. Yeah. Um John, any I mean I, I you haven't you haven't seen it either, have you? No, I've seen I've seen a League of Their Own. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's I mean, if I if I got to pick between <laughs> Saving Private if I got to pick between Matt Damon and Rosie O'Donnell, I'm going to pick Matt Damon. Um <laughs> What a tough call. Right? <laughs> I mean, Saving Private Ryan is like completely redefined how war movies are portrayed. Yeah. Um, and, and like what level investment Hollywood has to put into a war movie to make it legitimate anymore. Yeah. Um, just 
And, and, and I mean, th- if you don't have Saving Private Ryan, we don't get shows like Band of Brothers. We don't get the Pacific. We don't we, we, we don't get any of these other amazing war movies that have just redefined a genre, redefined a generation um, of post 9-11 Americans. Um, and, I, and I don't even mean that in a, in a joking manner like yeah, I yeah. did in, in previous uh, <laughs> in, pre- in previous episodes. Um but like it, the the raw amount of patriotism that this movie exudes it alone it should at least take it to the final four. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and that's saying so, something because it's up against Forrest Gump and I love Forrest Gump. And that also is a very patriotic movie about America and a boy so in America. It might be more th- more interesting to just kind of go backwards up th- up the bracket. So we might do that. But we're in round two now. So we have the one eight. So we only have one upset. The Forrest Gump being the 10 seed beat Castaway the 7 seed, which is not much of an upset. Um, so that's only one. Toy Story, the 1 seed is still here. Uh, a, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the 8 seed is still there. Catch Me If You Can, the 5. Apollo 13, the 4. Um, Big, the 6. Captain Phillips, the 3. And then Saving Private Ryan, the 2. So since, since we're fresh on Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan, let's go ahead and start with the 2 versus the 10, Saving Private Ryan. Um, John, you were already kind of there, so I'll just let you continue going from there. I'm assuming yeah. you're picking Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. th- like like I said, um, it's just it's such an amazing movie. I mean, y- you you hear uh, interviews uh, post movie from veterans of the D Day landing and saying, you know, that nothing has been as accurate as this has. Like it it it, it like to hear veterans themselves say that this was the most accurate telling that they had ever seen since the day that their best friends died on, on that beach with them is, is enough to, to, to carry it forward. Yeah. Um, Devin, you know, John, for somebody who said you would die for a movie, you really <laughs> kind of gave up the ghost rather early. So uh, I, I'm gonna I, go I with... didn't realize another war hero hero <laughs> uh, would, would be there that, that well, died. In one Normandy. of these is a lot more real of a war hero than the other one is. but i am gonna go with forrest gump that is a movie that uh i'm gonna stick by Uh, you know what probably pound for pound saving private ryan is a better movie yeah um undoubtedly and uh, it's really shocking that he didn't win the oscar that year um when saving private ryan came well i'm not shocked that he didn't win best actor because i think what he did uh, for his character in Saving Private Ryan is not even close to the amount that he put in for Forrest Gump. I don't believe it, even though they all went through basic training and all that good stuff. I just think Forrest Gump was a, well, is you get more of a acting performance from Tom Hanks. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll put my vote in for Forrest Gump and I'll watch it go down here. But uh, I just... I love Forrest Gump and I was glad to see that it made it at least past round one. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm going to vote with Saving Private Ryan, which is funny because I guarantee you I'm not as high on this movie as as uh, John is. And I'm not sure I'm as high on it as, as Devin is, even though Devin picked Forrest Gump. I just, Forrest Gump is a wild, wild movie. It exactly. has some incredible stuff in it that I absolutely adored. I legit cried like real man tears when 
he meets his son and he asks Jenny, is he smart or is he and he like catches he like catches in his throat of like asking, is he like not is smart? Like is he like me? Yeah. He like catches before he can say that. And he's he gets emotional. And the thing is, is I don't think this movie knows what it is. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm an idiot and I can't understand movies. Maybe that's true. I don't mean know. Because I, I mean you can feel free because this movie is like lauded left and right, and everyone thinks this is an incredible movie. I don't know what this movie thinks it is. Thematically it's being, and tonally, it's, it's all over the place. Well, David, it's being told by Forrest Gump. I know, and that's the problem. It's I mean, there are times where it's like incredibly serious and very touching and moving, and it knows what it's trying to say. Like that scene I just described. That's not that scene is, is not how Forrest Gump would have told that scene. You know what I mean? It's how he's remembering it. But that's not how like that's not I don't believe that's how he would rem- remember it based off of the previous two hours of him remembering things in the most fantastical BS way you could possibly remember anything. Well, like he just closer. runs. It was uh, yeah. closer in memory. It was, maybe, well, maybe that's why. I, it's I, just like, I would, I would I, also like to say, fun fact: um, the uh, the bench that he sits on is in Savannah, Georgia, and I've yeah. sat on that bench. Nice, that's cool. That is actually that is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure. That I I feel like the director had a really cool idea, and then just didn't know thematically what he wanted to do with it, and just did like everything with it. And it's like he covers so much of the history, and at times it is supposed to be an absolute farce of a movie and there's like jokes left and right and all this really poorly aging special effects of him in tv interviews that actually happened and then them changing it to make it look like something else is happening and it looks like trash now it's it like just threw me so far i I was taken out of the movie like 15 times and yet by the end of it i'm still crying because tom hanks is an incredible actor it's, it's that's why i'm so like confused like most of the movie i was just like i'm not sure i like this and then i was crying by the end so i was like what the heck is happening i just want to point so, out gary sinise in this movie is he is yeah is he's really criminally good. undersold I mean, Tom Hanks is also really good too there's yeah. a lot of good stuff in the movie it's just like i came into it expecting this to be you know he won an academy award for it right this is supposed to be an oscar type movie so i should be like walking away with this being like an incredible movie one of the best i've ever seen i just didn't feel that way i guess i don't know if i had overhyped it or what um i had seen pieces of it on tv here and there and like i just couldn't i I kept thinking there must be some like metaphor some like deeper thing here thematically that i'm not getting that some kind of a message that all these farcical stories are telling me like he, am i supposed to just believe what he says is true every time i don't think so but then when am i it's like when, when, this is a horse wouldn't lie to you, David. He's not lying. I don't think he thinks he's lying. I think he's just like an idiot, right? That's the whole point. So, like, what he tells us has what he tells us is happening, um, clearly is not true. Sometimes, like, there's just no way it is, unless the entire movie is not meant to be taken seriously. In which case, then why is there? Why are they trying to have these very serious, like, moments that are meant to be taken seriously? Like, that's why I'm. That's why I'm saying it's totally all over the place because there are times where. It's clearly meant to be taken seriously in times where I think it's very much not. And I don't know when, I don't know how to tell them apart always. And that might be on me, but I'm not sure that it is. So what well, funny, a really like bizarre comparison, really bizarre comparison to this movie. But one of my first thoughts was Joker, which is wild. Uh, but in Joker, there's a clear moment where you realize he is an unreliable narrator and everything that he has t- told us so far could all be made up, 
right? Could all be fictionalized. If you haven't seen Joker, I don't want to spoil the movie, but like there's a moment where a character that he is, has been interacting with the entire movie has just been revealed to, to not exist. And so he's been talking to himself this whole time. So then it colors the whole rest of the movie for you and it helps you see the whole rest of the movie for what it really is. And Forrest Gump, there's no moment like that, but there are several scenes and things that just could not have happened. Like his mom is dying. And so he runs from Louisiana, from like the ocean, to his home in Alabama. Or it was, isn't it Alabama? I think it's in Alabama. Alabama, yeah. He runs there in like, Rainbow. Five, like five minutes flat. You know what I mean? Like he runs across the country like 18 times. Like these things that are clearly not supposed to have been taken as as serious well, fact. Well, well, David, it's a movie. He, he can't run, run across the country in five minutes. I, I mean, know, but just, they're, they're be... portraying it as a historical, like, like I, if it was supposed to be fun and funny and lighthearted the whole time, I'd be fine with that. But it's not. That's what I'm trying to say. It was like, this, they have like serious heavy hitting moments about like race issues and war issues and like well, David, issues think... about his, his girlfriend or whatever you want to call Ginny, who's a far more interesting character, by the way having Ginny be like traumatized and abused and then just like totally like sidestepping that and treating it like it's not worth like really diving into and exploring. I don't know. It's just like, I felt like they picked some weird things in this movie and I'm off on a way long tangent, but I was going to say, this is like devolved. (laughs) I don't know. I I just don't get it. Well, David, I think, you know, you would have to be forced to play in a space to to go on the journey with the director and Tom Hanks and the writer for this. Yeah. And I, I just don't think you were willing to do that. <laughs> you were like, no, no, this is I don't like I like some of this. And then when you you ask me to play, I don't want to play. Uh so I, I mean that's and you know what? It's not everyone's cup of cup of sweet tea and that's okay. There, uh, I, I get what you there was think. actually a, a big rumor, or not even rumor. I think I think they confirmed it. Uh, I think Tom Hanks confirmed it that there was going to be a Forrest Gump two, um, but the day they sent it off uh, to whatever Hollywood people you send scripts off to to get yeah. approved, um, 9-11 happened. Oh god! And like that was the day they sent it off, and then it, they never picked it up after that. Um, because just you know the whole world had changed yeah so yeah yeah. i i definitely get why you would say that but like the thing is is i was on board for the whole beginning because i some of the first scenes are like really like fantastical right him breaking through his his um like his uh braces um certain things that happen in the beginning of the movie is like okay so clearly he's not a reliable narrator and i thought i was on board and i can't pinpoint exactly but certain things just took me off of that pathway in the movie and so it wasn't that i was like oh i don't want you know it wasn't that i was just like oh it was, he's an unreliable narrator and things are fantastical i'm not on board for that it wasn't that it was just like it was inconsistent to me at least in terms of how should i be receiving this or per- perceiving it, i guess is the more accurate term and i just didn't always know it's like when if i watch a, like a crazy sci-fi movie where everything is supposed to be representative of symbolizing things i want to figure out what it symbolizes and I felt like this movie was trying to say that there was a deeper meaning and I could never figure it out. I guess that's what I'm kind of getting at, which was kind of, then, then I was left feeling like, uh, like wanting more, I guess, or wanting some explanation or some help getting there. And I don't feel like that the movie did that. Although I, I can't take away his performance. It was incredible. And I mean, obviously I was like in tears by the end. So it wasn't like a, it isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, I think it's a bad movie. I'm just like very confused by it. <laughs> 
Well, David, this movie <laughs> like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. I, I guess not. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> okay, number three versus number six, Captain Phillips versus Big. John, I have, I have absolutely zero... Um, uh, sorry, I'm absolutely confident where you're going, but go ahead and tell me anyways. I'm going to go Captain Phillips, um, yeah. mainly because Big gives me some like pedo vibes. Um, yeah, I get that. Like, and and obviously I know like the movie age is different. Um, but because of the gym teacher? No, because <laughs> of the, the main the main love interest. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I'm just oh okay. <laughs> like, like, there's moments there where I'm like, this is on Disney Plus. I I watched Big the day I got engaged, um, and it, like. I was more uncomfortable about that movie than like proposing in front of an entire room full of strangers that I'd never that had never seen before. Um, but uh, Captain Phillips, oh my gosh, is just such an amazing film. Uh, like Dave and I were talking about this earlier, where Captain Phillips is one of those moments where an actor melts away and becomes the character. Like, you know, you watch you watch a lot of these movies is the post is a good example of this. It's like, that's just Tom Hanks with some like janky Baltimore accent. <laughs> um, but he is a complete, like he is, he is Captain Phillips, Phillips yeah. in that, yep. in this movie. Yeah. And, and one of those moments that really drove it home for me is when he's getting, uh, when he's getting checked out by the Navy corpsman on, on the ship after they rescue him. And, you know, he's, he's still in shock after what what's happened. You know, he's like, okay, 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 okay. And, and he, he just can't break free of one word that he's held, held on to. Yeah. Um, th this movie is just so amazing. It made me feel a little weird that now they're making movies about stuff that I can actively remember. Um, so that's odd. Um, but, uh, yeah, Captain Phillips and Sully made me feel weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Devin, what about you? I'm gonna go with Captain Phillips. Oh, okay. Wow. Yes, I, I do love Big. I I guess you're right. It does have some <laughs> some pedo thoughts to it. Yeah, but I think you know I, what? I think you're supposed she, to watch it in the but, lens but he, that it was made but, in, right? But he did catfish her a little bit because you know <laughs> she did not know what was going down. I mean, uh, if I was a 13 year old in that situation, I mean, I I don't blame him, but still we, we like, all <laughs> would have. But we yeah, all... I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not say that that's not a reality. Yeah, it's just weird. It's yeah, just, it just feels cringy and yeah, a little hinky. You know, I get that. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but no, I think Captain Phillips was the better Tom Hanks performance for yeah. sure. Which, uh, I mean, there's, I don't think that one was a hard call. I mean, okay. if we're if we're going off of off of that. Or I mean, you know, we should be kind of looking at both sides of it, the movie itself and then the performance, kind of combining those two things to make a call. But I think that I for me at least, Captain Phillips is a better movie and a better performance. I think Big is really great. I think it's probably out of the four that we'll lose, it will probably not be my least favorite. Well, it definitely won't because Forrest Gump lost. <laughs> but uh it, it it's it's a tough one. It's it's really good. But he has so many excellent movies. It's just kind of a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Right. So to be like a great movie, that's not quite like incredible or not quite the next level, you know? So um, I think we can go ahead and jump into one of the tougher ones. Maybe you have the four versus the five. Catch me if you can is the five seed. Apollo 13 is the four seed. 
Devin, I think I know where you're going to go, but what do you think here? Oh, man. It's tough. <laughs> this is an incredibly tough call because I really enjoy both of these movies. Yeah, me too. And yeah. if I – gun to my head, if I just sit down and watch one right now, oh, I really don't know which one I would pick. Uh, but – Yes, you'd be dead. <laughs> I would be dead. Uh, but I'm going to go with Apollo 13. Okay. And I, I know I'm probably going to be the outlier here, but I just think, I know catch me if you can has Christopher Walken, which, you know, <laughs> it's going to, it's going to push it over the finishing line. Uh, but man, I love the cast on Apollo 13. Uh, the movies, yeah. the movies paced well and not that catch me if you can isn't, it's just, uh, that's where I'm gonna fall at the end of the day. If I if I had to watch one right now, I'd probably pick Apollo 13. Okay. Um, I believe I'm gonna lose, so I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna pick Catch Me If You Can. Although it is very very close, it's hard for me to separate my love for this movie from his performance, and we are kind of com- combining both. I think Apollo 13 is is a better Tom Hanks performance, but I Catch Me If You Can is potentially my favorite tom hanks movie i'm saying that right now because i think i think it's gonna lose here um so john go ahead and let me know what, what you think yeah uh un- unfortunately david you're right okay. um i'm gonna be going with apollo 13 i i feel like dave or devin and i have done this to each other multiple times where we've thought we've been on the chopping block and we've surprised each other with support um <laughs> which is just shocking um but yeah apollo 13 I'm always up for a good space movie. Yeah. And, th- and this is the, just the, the top tier of, of space. It just, just as much as saving private Ryan is, is the best war movie. Apollo 13 is the best space movie. Yeah. I mean, take that comp- star Wars, take that yeah. best realistic <laughs> space movie. I mean, I, I don't even know what you put in comparison with that. Uh, Cause what like with gravity Apollo 13 gravity. Or, yeah. I guess yeah, gravity. Gravi- Gravity, Armageddon, obviously. I mean, um, you know, you know, the Armageddon's real close second. Yeah, <laughs> space, space quest, <laughs> space quest, Starship Troopers. Um, yeah, and that that's it. Yeah, the, those those are the only good ones ever made. Good <laughs> real world space movies. In, in Dune. And oh yeah, in Dune, in Dune, yeah. obviously, obviously Dune. Not yeah, savage. So I, I'm 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 fine with Catch Me If You Can losing to Paul Thirteen. I I I do love that movie a lot. So it's it's it would be if it lost to Forrest Gump, I might just like end the podcast, um, and say okay, <laughs> I, I'm done. Nope. <laughs> like not only not 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 just this podcast, like the podcast. Like, <laughs> uh, so you know, I good night um, everybody. Good night. Uh, you know, I I I love Catch Me If You Can as a movie. And um, happy at one a round. And when I saw the matchup with Paul thirteen, I kind of thought that might happen there. Um, and I'm happy that it lost to this movie versus even like the Toy Story movies would be kind of like it would feel kind of cheap because it's four movies against one. Um, so this is a fine a fine place to a fine hill to die on. Um, okay, so let's move on to the worst matchup for me right now is Toy Story one to four versus a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, I'm going to just keep talking. So, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to vote, but I'm going to talk. A beautiful day in the neighborhood is it blew me away. 
Okay. I hadn't mm-hmm. watched it. I've been wanting to watch it. I watched it about two weeks, like a week and a half ago. And then this past week, like a few days ago, I watched, um, want you to be my neighbor, the documentary about, about Mr. Rogers. Um, and so much of this movie was confirmed in the documentary, not only is like accurate of the, of the person or accurate of some situation, but like, like the scene of the kids singing to him happened in real life. That's not just like a movie moment. Like that actually happened in real yeah. life. There's, there's stuff like that that is in the movie, which is so funny because a big part of the movie is this, um, this journalist being like, there's just no way Mr. Rogers is actually what you think he is. There's no way he's that great. There's no way he's this perfect guy. And he's not perfect, obviously, but like, he he kind of came at the at the assignment of interviewing him as like trying to find the the flaw right and he just couldn't ever do it uh and so what's funny is that like it, you could watch this movie in the same way of thinking like well surely this movie is not 100% accurate and, and i'm sure it's not 100% accurate to real life but there were several things that were confirmed in the documentary that made me like it even more than i already did um on top of the fact that this movie is about a, a guy who is kind of pessimistic and kind of negative at times and doesn't like that about himself and has daddy issues. So like, I related to that a lot. <laughs> there was so much in this movie that I was like, jaw on the floor. Like, is this, do, you, do they know me? Like what's happening here? <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Uh, and, and to do all of this and to tackle some heavy issues and really heavy issues of, like the fears of parenthood, the fears of becoming your father, the fears of like, I mean, just so much heavy stuff and to deal with it in a PG movie just absolutely blew me away. Um, and then the like healing by the end of the movie with the family and the father, I mean, it was incredible. Um, like I could see someone being like, oh, it's just, it was so like schmaltzy or it was so um like cheesy or whatever. But like, that's kind of also just like Mr. Rogers. So I don't know what you would expect necessarily. It wasn't too much for me, like too much cheesiness for me. Um, I don't know. I thought I loved it. So I'm going to assume it's going to lose. So I wanted to give it like five minutes. So um, Devin, what do you guys, what do you think about uh, this matchup? Um, I love Mr. Rogers. I've, <laughs> I've read the the book uh, as oh, nice. and um, loved this movie. Uh, but I, I'm going to give it to Toy Story, sure. uh, the Toy Story franchise. I, sure. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons that you went with um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you know, Toy Story 1, it's a fear of being replaced and then ultimately yeah. realizing that, no, there's plenty of room. There's enough love to go around. And then yeah. Uh, number two, there he's afraid of that he – like what's his purpose? Is he where he needs to be? And then he found more family, but then really – the family he had was good enough and you know that it's it's a different story but base each story is kind of the same it's i would say tom it is each a tom hanks movie because it is each about uh woody yeah and his, and his insecurities that he's dealing with and then the, uh, you know the ultimate arc on four where he's just like you know what it is time to move on yeah um it, it's time for me to to he had a fail failure to launch phase for a little bit, <laughs> but then he stepped out. Um, and we could all identify with Woody throughout yeah. the whole thing, just sure. as many of us could identify with. Oh, I can't even remember the main character's name in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, Vogel is his last name. Vogel, like yeah. Fred or Frank? Of, Frank. A lot of us could. Uh, uh, Lloyd. Oops, not even close. Lloyd. 
a lot of us Frank Vogel, can, Frank, former uh, basketball coach. Yeah, Frank Vogel. Yeah, yeah that's where I'm getting that from. <laughs> Indiana Pacers uh, and the Lakers. <laughs> a lot of us could imprint ourselves on that. And, yeah, for you know, sure. A lot of us can identify with Woody. I just think that Toy Story has done it consistently. Um, and it also speaks to Tom Hanks. But it's not a it's it's a hard choice, but I'm going to go with Toy Story. Um, John. So, yeah, the, I mean, this is a extremely hard choice for me. Um, uh, I mean, my favorite Toy Story movie could I mean, I, I would I would say Toy Story 2, uh, 2 and 4 are the, you know, Woody centric movies. Uh, Toy Story 2 is one of my all time favorite movies um, growing up. I mean, it's very, very formative for me. Um that being said, again, today being the first time that I've watched A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I'm probably a little too high on it than I should be. Um, I'm I, I'm going to make David break the tie here, though. I'm going to pick A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, you know, there's, there's moments in here where we see uh, just so much heartfelt uh, emotion poured out, um, whether it's when, you know, he's the the main characters holding his son or when, yeah. uh, when, when, when he's doing that and they're watching Mr. Rogers and he's like having this hard time relating between, you know, his, his own son and Mr. Rogers. And then when he goes and leans down to his dad and, and he whispers something into his ear and, and he shakes Gary's hand and um, he, you know, as they, as they're walking out of the house, um, Lloyd asked, Hey, what'd you say to him? And he says, I asked him to pray for me. Cause if anyone in his situation, he's probably really close to God right now. Like that, like that, that's making me tear up right now. Just, yeah. just thinking about it. I mean, it's such a powerful, powerful movie. And to, I mean, to be able to accurately convey that, that same emotion that Mr. Rogers portrayed to America for multiple generations. I mean, I, I can remember to this day watching PBS kids and him doing the, I know, I know we've been talking about nine 11 a lot, but, or I have, but um, <laughs> to, I, I remember him explaining that to me. Like mm -hmm. as, yeah. as a child, I remember Mr. Rogers being the one that explained what happened on that fateful day. So to, to be able to, to convey the same level of emotion and same power that Mr. Rogers and Tom, like to, it just is mind blowing of how good of an actor yeah, Tom Hanks is. For sure. So to be clear, I didn't ever actually say my vote. I, I was kind of waiting because I was, I was going to vote for Toy Story if you voted for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and vice versa if you didn't, because I think yeah. Toy Story should win. It's, it's better, but I wanted to be in the neighborhood to get a vote. <laughs> I wanted yeah. it. To, I wanted it to not be a three-zero uh, sweep, basically. I just wanted to give it some flowers for a minute and kind of honor that movie because I had just seen it and I think it's incredible. I think it's it, for me it would be in the top ten for sure, which is where it landed here in this like top uh, eight, I guess. And it definitely is higher than eight for me. It's probably somewhere in that like six-ish range, but that's where I wanted to have it. So we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Actually, come back with our top four in just a minute. And welcome back. So uh, we, <laughs> we're in our final four here. So 
I wasn't, I almost like missed, misspoke on where we were at in the bracket. And then it like made me laugh. And that's just really random. So final four, we have the top four seeds, which is kind of surprising. I don't know. Maybe not, but like, wow, it, I didn't realize that until just now. No, me it neither. Is, that's yeah. funny. Me neither. So um, we have Toy Story, Apollo 13, Captain Phillips, and Saving Private Ryan. So let's go ahead and start off with Toy Story um, versus Apollo 13. Uh, John, go ahead and lead us off on this one, please. Gosh, this is this is where it is getting really hard here. Um, I and uh, I, I, I oh, this is really tough for me. Um, Apollo, like I said, Apollo 13 is such a cool movie. Like when I th- when I think of a really just cool movie, I think of Apollo 13. Like it's got so much suspense. Um, in an A plus cast. I mean, you got Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Gary Sinise, and Tom Hanks. Granted, I feel like there's like at least a little bit of pull over in the same characters that are like the same actors that are in the Toy Story movies as well. Um, with however you know your amazing actors there. Um, I feel like I mean I'm I'm gonna get mowed over on this one, but I'm I'm gonna pick Apollo 13. Okay. Um, I like it, John. Uh, sorry, John. Uh, I like the pick, John. Devin, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna go with Toy Story. I, yeah, I just think I just, yeah, I, I, I understand, I, but I get, I understand, I respect you voting for it, John, so that it could get a vote. Uh, I, you know what, uh, but I, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it won, honestly. Uh, I think. It could uh, very much. There's argument. I think David would be surprised if it won. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, I, I'm gonna go with Toy Story. Yeah, I um would love to pick Apollo 13 to make the final. I just don't think I can do it against Toy Story three or Toy Story one through four. Um, even if it's just Toy Story one, um, but if it's one through four. Now, if you give me Toy Story 2, 3, or 4 against Apollo 13, maybe I go with Apollo 13 over one of those or something. I'm not sure. Um, but all four of them, I don't know. It's tough. I, I'm, I, it feels a little unfair. I, I, I'm i kind of okay with it because I don't think – we'll see. I don't think it's going to win the whole thing. So if it wins the whole thing, then that might feel a little unfair. <laughs> but I'm not sure it will. Um. Toy Story one, I haven't I haven't talked about Toy Story all that much because uh, I just assume he's gonna keep winning. I I think Toy Story one is like maybe the best movie on the bracket, <laughs> like probably the best movie. That one, or Catch Me If You Can. There's a few other ones that are like in the top three, three or four for me. Um, so it's hard for me to go against that one, even for Apollo thirteen, which I think is an incredible movie. Um, and I think it is the best space movie, and I do love a good space movie. But right. it's Toy Story one, you know, it's Toy Story one. So it's just like so so uh like hard to go against that right um but that's kind of one of the finishing touches i guess for me so um let's go ahead and move on to the two versus the three which i think is going to be super interesting matchup here so um captain phillips number three versus saving private ryan the number two Devin, what do you what do you think here i'm gonna even though the American Film Institute has not redone its top 100, um, if and it's supposed to do it every 10 years, so yeah. it's, I'm shocked that it hasn't. Uh, but they, the, it, it is uh, Tom Hanks' most. It is his highest ranked film 
as Saving Private Ryan, and I'm going to go with that uh, over Captain Phillips. Yeah. Um, John, what do you think? So I'm, again, very torn here. Um, Saving Private Ryan is, you know, it, it defined a generation of movies. Like, it, it's it's a just such a definitive, amazing movie. But I think Tom Hanks's acting overall is better in Captain Phillips. Um, so I'm, I'm torn here between the weight of the movie and the, the weight of the acting. Um, and I, I feel like I'm going to go Captain Phillips for the act, just the acting prowess here. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm just blowing people away here and I'm, and I'll, and I'll lose, I'll lose this round and I'm okay with that. Um, are you sure? I, 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 I just, I just think if you took captain phillips and you measured the the acting level um versus the toy story movies i think captain phillips is 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 better um in the acting but again saving private ryan is just really dang good i mean that 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 scene where where he just takes the he takes out his 1911 just starts shooting the tank like i have nothing left to live or i have, I have nothing else to give like i might as well just try this you know it, the the whole the story alone is so phenomenal and oh gosh yeah uh i'm so is, torn right this now is super tough um i oof Part of it is I, I I've watched Saving Private Ryan three or four times. Um, I haven't watched it in a little while, and I've recently, like in the last month, freshly watched Captain Phillips. Um, I am gonna go with Captain Phillips. So, Gosh. John, so that's why I said, "Are you sure?" Because I want you to know that your votes kind of decide the matchup. Now, before you I vote, know. before you lock in your vote for sure, I think Captain Phillips is a better acting performance. And it, that's debatable. That's for sure debatable. I'm not saying that's definitive. I, I, I just don't think t- it's debatable. I think that's. Oh for really? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think he, I think the acting by Tom Hanks is better. Because I think Captain he's Phillips. I think he's both. So simultaneously in one movie, he's he camouflages into his character, just blends into this character, and then also at the end is like really acting his butt off, and at times those things go go like those things clash at times. Like in yeah. Forrest Gump, I'm fully aware I'm watching Tom Hanks act like a idiot, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas in Captain Phillips, I am watching Captain Phillips, and then by the end, he is crying, and I am crying because he's crying, and I'm like, "Oh my God, Tom Hanks got me again." You know what I mean? So, and the other thing is, uh, I I think we maybe not maybe not we maybe we aren't, but I think people listening to this, and I know there are people that love Taylor Private Ryan that I know will listen to this episode. You might be underselling Captain Phillips just a little bit. That movie had me on the edge of my seat for like an hour and a half, if not longer. Basically, yeah, from the moment the pirates get the whole way. basically from the, time the, from the time the pirates like are on their radar to the end of the movie, I'm on the edge of my seat, which is most like probably more than an hour and a half, honestly, because I think it's a, around a two hour movie. So it's probably an hour forty five that I'm on the edge of my seat, and it, it is like it to be that tight of a story too to have a small cast. Where you're pretty much just following a couple of the pirates and Tom Hanks and a couple of the other crew members, maybe one or two of them. Uh, you're really focusing in on just a small group of people, and to make that time, the runtime, last enough to where I'm really into it the whole time. It's very different than Saving Private Ryan, which is more of an ensemble. It's a 
this huge scale World War II movie. You know what I mean? And the things you the things you mentioned about the D Day stuff, like cinematography wise, um, the storytelling wise, it is the best war movie. It is the best war movie. Yeah. I don't think that can be debated. I do think some people overhype it a little bit because there are people that just love war movies and then it's the best one. So they're just like, oh, this is the greatest movie ever made. I can't believe it didn't win Best Picture and I can't believe, can't believe. And I, I'm with you most of the time. It just some people go a little bit too, I think they go a little too far with it at times, but it is still a probably a perfect movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably pretty close. It's not actually perfect. Um, it just, the 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 weight of the performance in Phillips um, pushes it over the edge for me. Um, but I'll let John make the call on well, what wins here. So, David, you saying it was a perfect movie um, really influenced uh, my <laughs> my my thought here. Um, but the reason it influenced is because I remember the one goof in the movie. And the um, goof is that after Vin Diesel gets killed, they reuse a shot. Like, they, they literally completely reuse a previous shot of them walking through a field and he's in it like the the same amount of number of of soldiers are there so like that's interesting and and they're walking through the exact same field like they just copy and pasted it yeah um so that being said i'm gonna go captain phillips (laughs) well you found a way to split the hair yep Okay, so here we are at our finale. I would never have picked this to be the matchup. I would never have picked this. Um, so we have Toy Story 1 through 4 against Captain Phillips. And I have no idea where I'm going to go with this. So Devin, help me help me out. What, what do you think here? So I, I think this was always destined. Toy Story was always destined to not only end up here, but to ultimately take it. So I don't think we... I'm going to go with Toy Story because... It's a jaggernaut. It's one through four that we're looking at. And I love that I use this, you know, for all of our Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, a little you just broke, broke both me and John. <laughs> but I think deep it's cut, deep cut. <laughs> I think it's important to, I don't think we need to think of this as, uh, Toy Story beating Captain Phillips. I think we have this bracket established, at least between the three of us, that Captain Phillips is the best live action that's a, Tom that's, Hanks yeah, movie. That's true. So, but oh, I think what we can all agree on is that what has influenced the zeitgeist, what has influenced the most people in a very positive manner, what will probably go down as part of Tom Hanks' legacy as an actor and what he's contributed is the Toy Story franchise. And I I think it deserves to get the top spot. And as much as Captain Phillips uh, entertained us and uh, and we were, on, like you said, on the edge of our seats watching it, I and uh, not only that, but you know the acting by all the other cast, which were very amateurs, which were amateurs, some of them. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and that uh, also speaks to Tom Hanks' uh, ability as an actor that he can pull that out of his scene partners yeah but i i just got to give this to toy story in yeah. my vote not against captain phillips but just to say that i think we're not saying captain phillips is second we're saying it's the first place in live action john what about you what are your thoughts so i am going to vote captain phillips 
Um, I'm voting Captain Phillips because, like you <sighs> said, it is the definitive, or not even, it's not definitive, but it's it's this podcast's definitive best live action movie. Um, the amount of work that that man puts in for this for for this portrayal is phenomenal from literally getting the crap beat out of him um by these pirates one of which is a resident of the great city of Terre Haute Indiana um to this day it, like it, it it's just so mind blowing how amazing he is able to to fulfill this in that like we said he melts away into the character and he becomes Captain Phillips. The like I I I I can remember being in high school and hearing about you know the Merce Alabama getting taken over by pirates and that just being a blurb on on the news, and then to see you know I we all remember how big of a story that ended up becoming, and then to see this portrayal like this is what I imagined it always to be you know th- this was this was just like how the news reported it this was everything. And then when I look at Toy Story, Toy Story is, you know, again, it's four films. So that's that obviously bumps it up a notch. You know, we've got we've got a lot more power here. Um, I would say. Like I said, Toy Story 2 is a very Woody centric movie. I think I think it, I think Woody's the main character of that movie. Um, and I would venture to say Jesse is maybe maybe the you know, the, the second main character there. But, you know, you look at Toy Story 4, it's that is by far he's the main character and it's not nearly as good as the others um toy story 3 he's kind of a backseat character to buzz and barbie i feel like um you know one he's the bad guy and then i mean i don't know if i I can't go with you on that well i mean like besides like sid basically being satan he he has the the bad guy I mean, he is an antagonist to, to some extent to Buzz, but also that's it's a complicated thing. He's not a bad guy. He's he's trying to cause physical harm by chucking him out a window, but whatever. Um, okay, you think he's a villain? I'm not yeah, saying. He's, okay. I'm not but saying John, he's like a bad guy. Villain. I'm John, John, you're an Miller. only child. John, you're an only child, and if you had siblings, you would have tried to chuck them out the window too. We've all thought of that. Okay, so, my I, you're right. I didn't have Landon and Bryson as as siblings, so <laughs> I fair. can't relate on that on that realm. Um, or or Cassie, or or Cassie. Yeah, Cassie. That's the one you want to chuck out a window right there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> you gonna, gonna leave that in there. Um, I, I I know I'm gonna lose. I I know I'm okay with that. Um but I think Captain Phillips is a, is a better film. Um, the, um, and I'm going to go back to this, the physical work that that man puts into that film is just so phenomenal. And you don't get that from toy story. Now I know, I know actors always say that, you know, it animation acting is, you know, the most exhausting, but, you know, I don't know, getting beat up by by the butt of an AK-47 across your back, you know, it's, it seems pretty taxing to me. Yeah, it's still acting, but go ahead. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I funny enough, I agree with Devin's take on Toy Story, and I agree with John's take on Captain Phillips. 
um, I will go with Toy Story. I, I think that it's more like you can sit, you can sift through like, okay, well, there's this movie and this movie. To me, just like look at Toy Story one versus Captain Phillips. I'm going with Toy Story one. Uh, I think Captain Phillips is great. I think it's like all the things that John said and that I've already said. Um, my what I'm really curious about is if this had been Toy Story versus Saving Private Ryan, would you have voted for Saving Private Ryan over Toy Story? Either mm. one of you? I I would not have. Okay. Which is, which would that would have been so a it harder, would, so that would have, have changed. A, that would have changed the harder, winner then. Well, no, yeah, it would have been close. In my mind, in my mind, I wouldn't put any of these movies, even Forrest Gump, as much as I love that movie, I wouldn't yeah. put it above Toy Story. No, I think it's. Um, I think it is when people go, you know, go down the line when they think of Tom Hanks or they hear Tom Hanks's name associated yeah. with something. It, it's going to be Woody from Toy yeah. Story. The fact that we're talking about performances alongside movie, and you talk about Tom Hanks as a person and his legacy, it's kind of hard to go with something over Toy Story. There are a couple of movies I was thinking about that I might pick over Toy Story, but it just didn't end up happening. Like Catch Me If You Can, I might have voted for over Toy Story. The only argument I would see against that is that he's not the lead of that movie, and he is the lead of it. I think he's the lead of Toy Story one and two, and four. Like I think he's the lead. Um, and so even if three is not, which I'm, I'm, he is still like probably he probably is pretty close, if not the leader in screen time in all four movies. Yeah. Uh, so even if he is, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like who gets the emotional arc or who gets the character arc? Buzz gets it in three, but. Then does, does that mean he's not the main character? I, I don't know. You know, it's, you're, you're kind of splitting hairs there a little bit. So, um, it, it's tough. It's tough to compare the live action to animation. It's tough to compare four movies to one movie. Um, you're eating a whole franchise, and there's no other movie in here that's like a part of a franchise. So it's just like, it's a difficult thing. So I am I'm glad to see that. Like basically, even if it was Saving Private Ryan, that it still would have been Toy Story that won, just because it just shows you that like. I, I guarantee you the one takeaway that people are going to have from this movie, from this episode, I'm sorry, is that Captain Phillips beat Saving Private Ryan. And so I can just say, well, okay, that's fair. If you would have voted for, uh, if you would not have voted for Captain Phillips, but Toy Story would have still beat it. So uh, it wouldn't change anything too much. Anybody okay, have guys. any honorable mentions? Yeah, why not? Go ahead, John. Start us off. Um, so big ones that uh, I've, I don't. A lot of people haven't seen this, but News of the World is uh, amazing. You know, it, he does so good in that. He plays this uh, really nice old man that goes around and reads to people um, from <laughs> newspapers. And uh, like, as as weird as that sounds, it's definitely better than that new Apple Plus movie he did called uh, Finch. That movie's awful. <laughs> um, it's like him and a robot. It's real bad. I've never um, heard of this. And then uh, the other another one that I really love that I recently rewatched was Greyhound. Um, he plays a captain of a U.S. Navy destroyer in World War II, and it's uh, he, yeah, it's good. He does a, it's a very gripping um, wall-to-wall action uh, yeah. war movie that's very accurate to to uh, Navy life in yeah. World War II. I wouldn't say it's like incredible, but it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, Devin, any any honorable mentions for you? Absolutely. Uh, it's 
I love Road to Perdition. I think yeah. that was such a great. Uh, I thought it was a great performance from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, it had some weak moments, but it was still a great cast. You had Jude Law, and oh my goodness, why am I blanking? Uh it's James Bond in that. Movie. Oh, uh, Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I thought. Um, of course, I, I thought he was great in the terminal, which we discussed yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I know he's not the main character, but saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, that's what I was gonna mention. It was yeah. so he was so good as Walt Disney. Yeah, he was really and, good. And that movie was great. And the the last one, which is probably it's not a great movie. It's probably one of the worst remakes of all time. <laughs> I know where uh, you're going. But the lady killers is <laughs> him in it playing it he's eating the scenery and (laughs) i enjoy it so much uh plus his voice work on the polar express is incredible oh yeah oh you're killing me with these callback jokes uh okay so i was gonna say saving mr banks as well as my honorable mention honestly other than that um i think like you've got mail or um Sleepless in Seattle would be the only other two that haven't been mentioned that I enjoy that maybe could have made like the top 14 or 15. Some of the right, bottom let's, few let's scenes. Let's do this. Seeds. Oh, Burbs. Burbs. Do you I haven't remember seen Burbs? It. I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, so. so good. But let's David, do this. don't act like you are not a Da Vinci Code trilogy fiend that yeah. you just love those movies. I don't know. I don't know how I would have voted if it was Da Vinci, da Vinci Code franchise versus, versus Toy Story. Story. <laughs> All hey, three. It's real tough. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. Let's think about this. Sure. All right. I'm thinking. Uh, the uh, what? It, it's uh, you've got mail. Sleepless in Seattle, and then oh man, what was the um? Larry Crown. No, there was another one he was in with Meg Ryan. Oh. The it was uh, a, a volcano movie. Or something. Uh, the bonfires of. Uh, no, no, I'm looking. That's it a different one. Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. So. Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. Okay, well then, just Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail. Which one are you? Are you guys going with? I'm honestly probably You've Got Mail. Uh, I actually like both of them, so I, I don't really like have a hot take on that. I don't <laughs> think there is such a, a lot thing of as a hot take. Well, They're both true. basically that's the true. same movie. <laughs> well, that's true. But like a lot of rom coms, I'm just either I like it or I don't. Either I'm like, okay, that was fun, or I'm like, that was terrible. <laughs> Those are like my only two takes on rom coms almost every time. That's, so yeah. probably I, probably you've got, got mail. mail. Yeah. yeah. So yep. you've got mail, hundred percent. That, that was that weird time where it was like Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks were always in a movie, or it was uh Meg Ryan uh, and Billy Crystal. Yeah, and, all, all, yeah, yeah. Or Meg, Ra- or Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman in a movie, or Meg Ryan and anyone else in a movie. <laughs> I was like, are we going? Is this a bit? No, it's just it's it's it's, it's the Meg Ryan podcast now. Uh, I mean, you want to know how she afforded to get her face messed up? It's all these rom coms. <laughs> oh, there you go. The her her best role ever though is Goose's wife in in Top Gun. I mean, no one no one cries better than Meg Ryan after Goose dies. <laughs> and now or, she looks like she's always crying. So yep. We're, we're, <laughs> There you go. She's always ready. That's for that that's thing. the morning from Goose. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> that's the VA money. It's tough. It's it's tough. Um, okay. Well, guys, I think we have about had it. 
All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, this is a lot of fun. And uh, we had our highs and our lows and our, we were talking about very lighthearted fun and funny things and cracking jokes and then talking about very serious, somber, thematic elements of these movies. So um, what's, I was, what, what, what is the movie that you thought uh, was like the most, like was, like was out too soon? Cause I would say maybe Bridge of Spies. Well, for me, you know, I'm gonna say Forrest. Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, I, I'll say Philadelphia, but yeah, no, Forrest, no, like, I get it. I, no, I mean Philadelphia, I would, I was gonna fight for. Uh, yeah, I didn't think, um, I, I wanted it to get at least one vote. Sure. Uh, but I was uh, surprised Forrest Gump. I didn't think it was gonna go the distance. I was gonna hope it was gonna go the distance, but I didn't think so. I thought uh, John's gonna die for it, so. Yeah, but he no, he literally rolled over and said and died. <laughs> like he he helped carve it up. He helped kill it. <laughs> he helped kill it. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm really looking forward to, David, is when we do the Colin Hanks bracket. Yeah, that'll be probably just like maybe a four seed bracket. Like four <laughs> four movies. <laughs> Does anyone remember that the uh Debbie Goddard? Um I remember had... Debbie Goddard. <laughs> She she had she had a DVD um of some of some movie that was in one of our textbooks at CCS. Um and it had Tom Hanks's brother in in it as a mailman. And I'm trying to remember which which brother it was. Uh but it was it was like the Jim? weirdest thing. Yes, uh, yeah, I think it was Jim Hanks. I mean I would love to help you figure out what this movie is, but we could. I I really have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it it was it was such an odd odd movie where he was a mailman, um, but and it was it was just it was terrible. And there was like a man with a hump, like 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 a fake hump, a like fake? a hunchback. Uh, and uh, okay, it's awesome. The ransom of Red Chief. <laughs> That's what it was. It's called The Ransom of Red Chief. It I'm is sure a horrible movie. Totally PC. Yeah. Uh it it's about a child that um portrays people. Uh yeah, that's very Jim vague. Hanks plays a mailman. Okay. Well, that sounds like a typical day in Debbie Goddard's class. <laughs> and the main character is Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> hey, we're bringing it back together. Okay. Uh all right, guys. So um John, did you give a movie that you thought was out too soon? Uh, I mean, it wasn't out too soon, but um, I would have, I, I honestly would have loved to have seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I, I yeah. go go farther. I feel like of all these movies, that was my most emotional appeal because I was crying a little bit when I talked about it. Yeah. Um, that that I'm was probably on my that. one. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I loved that movie. So, okay, guys. Well, let's go ahead and head out of here. Let us know if you're listening to this episode what you know was the biggest snub or the one that you agreed with the most what would you have picked and some of these matchups what movie did you want to see take it all the way let us know you can check out um all of our different links the podcast the instagram page while it still exists because it may not exist much longer i'm getting kind of tired of instagram the youtube channel will still be there though you can find all of our links at linktree it is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash shady buffalo no space and then the s and the b are capitalized okay with that um this is also the last bracket 
I think this is the last bracket. So um, we'll see you in April with uh, no more brackets except for the finishing the food bracket once a month. So we'll see you all next week.